This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. History and our culture and our family are really who define us and center us and feed our soul. And it's so important to honor that. And although I've been doing it through my career, it's really come full circle. And with the pandemic, I've had more time to think about doing all these passion projects that I never had time to do. So it's been a gift in a way. homemade. I'm Marty Duncan. And if you're like me, you can't mention Italian cooking without thinking of my guest today. She's a mom, a chef, a restaurateur, and she was a mentor on my season of Food Network Star. She's been nominated for and won multiple Emmy Awards for her Food Network shows, Giada's Everyday Italian, Giada at Home, and Giada Entertains. So all of the rinds of the Parmesan cheese, I save them. And a lot of times I'll put them in the freezer. When I'm in Italy, I can just leave them here. But when I'm at home, I basically just take all of the rinds and I freeze them. And then I pull them out in little baggies whenever I need them to add flavor to soups and stews and whatever. But for the pomodoro, these are the key ingredient. She's got a great new series with our friend Bobby Flay that's streaming on Discovery Plus called Bobby and Giada in Italy. We'll get some insight into her Italian roots today, as well as some info on her new cookbook, which focuses on ways we can balance good health with all the foods we love. I am thrilled to welcome the one and only Giada De Laurentiis to today's episode of Homemade. Good to see you again, Giada. Oh my God, it's my pleasure. This is so fun. All right. Well, I want to talk to you today, Giada, about eat better, feel better. My recipes for wellness and healing inside and out. But that's not the only thing I want to talk to you about. (laughs) I didn't think so. No, ma'am. But (laughs) she has a book, y'all, coming out. You've got to get it. I have enjoyed every second of it. What prompted you to write the book, first of all? Well, as you know well, since we met on Food Network Star, we work long hours and sometimes we don't get the nutrition that we need. And that has been my life story for a long time. And I think that I spent almost 20 years now in a world where I was running all over the place. I was working long hours. I was putting myself and honestly, in tight dresses where I couldn't breathe half the time. Right. And wasn't eating appropriately because I would get too tired if I ate. So I usually picked things like sugar to keep me going. And I started to realize, especially after I had my daughter, the havoc that this lifestyle was wreaking on my body. I started to have chronic sinus infections constantly. I couldn't get on a plane without getting a massive sinus infection. And when I would land in New York, I would have to go see an ENT and get steroid shots just so I could work the next morning on the Today Show or anywhere else. And I just started to realize, like, I can't live like this. This can't be what I have to do in order to survive and just last, what, five, ten minute appearances at a time. So 
After several years of torture and taking a lot of antibiotics and just never feeling well, always tired. And when you have a little one, it's awful. It's just an awful feeling. I think for me, and I think for a lot of our listeners, it will be refreshing to know that no matter your size, you can still struggle with food-related problems. Yes. It doesn't matter if you're big or small. This is something that will catch you at some point. The sugar highs and the crashing lows and the skipping meals and not sleeping. So, y'all, the book has lots of great chapters. You're going to want to dig in. The one thing that I'm particularly intrigued with, Jada, is the parallels to the regular Mediterranean diet, first of all, and the fact that you started out with a three-day reboot. Yes. So, first of all, Marty, when I was not feeling well, at no point did anybody tell me, you need to change your diet. Everybody told me, you need to stop traveling and you need to have less stress. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> this it doesn't go hand in hand. So, I started to play with different ways of sort of cleaning up my diet a little bit in the sense that I started to see an acupuncturist who was doing a lot of muscle testing on me. And she would say things like caffeine, wheat, dairy, sugar. You need to start getting off of them. And I thought, all of them? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? I can't live if I get off all of them. <laughs> right. So we started to just get off a little little bits at a time. And I started to feel a difference. Now, I didn't eliminate everything at once. What I started to figure out, and it took me years to figure this out, is with a three-day reboot, I could eat. Because a lot of people believe, like, go on a cleanse, water with pepper, cayenne pepper, and lemon. Or just eat soup. Or don't eat anything. Don't eat anything, right. It doesn't, that, you can't survive. I can't, I, I just couldn't. So I figured out a way that I could start with a three-day reboot, which means that I do clean my diet of most everything. I will tell you, I cheat from time to time and I have an espresso, which means I have caffeine. Right. Just so you know. But for the most part, I take out all refined sugar, all wheat products, and all dairy products for the most part. No alcohol, obviously, which I think for three days, most people can do that. Right. For three days, I think people can do all of that. And it just, in three days, it makes you just feel less foggy, more energetic, and honestly, you're in a better mood. You're in a better mood. So usually I do that for three days after I've traveled or after the holidays or any period of time where I've indulged more than I should. And that usually can get me on some kind of track. Now, if I feel like I can handle it, then I go another 20 days. Not like that, though. Not that severe. I start to introduce things like a little bit of dairy. So just a sprinkle of parm, Parmesan cheese on food, not half a cup. Right. Just a sprinkle, a couple tablespoons. And I eat a little bit of pasta, even if it's not gluten-free. So if it's a bolognese, I'll eat more of the meat sauce than I will the pasta. So right. it's that kind of reintroduction. I'll have desserts like my banana bread in the book, but I'm using unrefined sugars like coconut sugar. It's gluten-free. So I found ways that it can be doable. Is it doable 365 days a year? No. Unless you have a chronic illness where you need to, it's not. But it's almost like turning off a computer, letting it completely shut down and rebooting it. That's what you're doing to your system. And I love your meal plans. And then you've got some big batch cooking in here, which I'm a big fan of. I've always yeah. done it. I feel like if I'm going to mess up a pot, I might as well make a big thing that I can freeze some of it for later. Agreed. I'm totally into batch cooking. I'm totally into freezing lentils and brown rice and quinoa and whatever and using it as you need it because when you're starving and you will grab anything you can find. But if you have stuff in there, you're good to go. 
Shada, it's a very similar to a Mediterranean diet, less red meat, no refined things or processed things, a lot of fish. Like a fish can be really decadent. It doesn't have to feel like you are depriving yourself of something. No, no. That was the whole thing. And that's why it's taken me almost 10 years to write this book is because I had to find ways that I wouldn't feel deprivation. I think that is the mentality that we have. I'm going to go on a diet. Well, most of the time for most people, that means I'm going to deprive myself of all the things that I love. Well, what happens psychologically? That's all you think about 24-7. I can't wait to have that piece of candy. I can't wait to have that plate of pasta. So why don't we just have it the way that I grew up, which is small amounts, not large amounts. And I didn't grow up with a lot of bagged foods, a lot of jarred food, a lot of grab-and-go items. We just didn't do that. And I had strayed from that for the last 20-some years, and it took a beating on my system. Well, let's face it, multiple shows. I mean, I don't know how many you tape at a time, but a lot. Then you've got your travel, your restaurants. You have a great website. Congratulations on that. Ah, thanks. Yeah, Jada Z. Say it. Jad Z. Jad Z. Okay. It was my nickname growing up, Jad Z. I've heard you say it a million times, but I know. And people are like, why'd you name it that? So hard to say. It's not. Jad Z is easy. Like Yahtzee, but Jad Z. (laughs) Exactly. Oh my gosh, I'm going to use that, Marty. Okay, good. Well, for y'all who don't know, she's got a website where she has recipes and all kinds of things. And you've got products that you're doing and you have a child you're raising. So I imagine it is a bit tricky. All right. So I'm going to dig into a few other questions. Okay. First question I want to ask you about Aunt Raffi. Oh, God. What do you want to know about Aunt Raffi? I want to know everything about Aunt (laughs) Raffi. She is so fun. I want Aunt Raffi to be my best friend. She is a hoot. She's a hoot. And from the very beginning, she has been one of the people in my life who has really kept me grounded through all of this. She is also my inspiration, along with my grandfather and also my mother. She is just so passionate and so curious about food and travel. And she's traveled the world. So she, you know, makes movies all over the world. She'll spend six months at a time in a different location. She doesn't have any kids, so she's good to do that. Wait, wait, wait. She She makes movies? Yeah, she's a movie producer, which is where my whole family comes from. You know, my grandfather was a movie producer. I didn't know she did that. Oh, yeah. And so she would live in Mexico for six months, in China for six months. Like, it's crazy. And she'd bring back all these fun ingredients and all these, like, just great recipes and so much to explore and play with. And so she became sort of, you know, my partner in crime. Yes. And I have to say that my viewers love her. Um, I think they love how she keeps me grounded. I like that she tells you what to do. That's what I like. She tells me what oh to do. Oh my God, do. that cracks me up. It's like, what are you doing, Giada? We don't do it that way. No, we do it that way. No, we don't do it that I way. Know. I know. She tells it. me I ruin tradition. You know, I it's all of it. it, but it makes for for good banter and so she fun. is one of my favorite people in the world. Mine too, I think. I don't know her, but I want to. <laughs> listening to homemade stay tuned and we'll hear giada's go-to family recipe what region of italy she recommends visiting first and much more we'll be right back after the break When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Marty Duncan, and my guest today is Giada De Laurentiis. But I love the fact that your great-grandparents owned a pasta factory in Naples or close to Naples. Is that right? Yes. My grandfather's uh, parents owned a pasta factory where they made fresh pasta and sauces. And he and his siblings would go door to door, and there were eight of them, and they would sell it. That's what they did for a living. And then World War II hit, and Naples was really bombed heavily. And many, many people lost all their livelihood. But that is where my grandfather's passion for food comes from. It comes from them. And that is where, you know, I learned it. And that's why I have this little Italian grocery store online on Jadzi. Yeah, I love that. And I get pasta from a family who still makes pasta on the same street. My grandfather's parents had a place. It's just, you know, I think as we get older, Marty, we start to realize our history and our culture and our family are really who define us and center us and feed our soul. And it's so important to honor that. And although I've been doing it through my career, it's really come full circle. And with the pandemic, I've had more time to think about doing all these passion projects that I never had time to do. So it's been a gift in a way. It has to me as well. I've been able to spend time at home for the first time in 20 years. And I mean, really unpack my suitcase, which I had never done. It always stayed on my ottoman half open, half full, you know, like grabbing and going. Oh, I hear you. I know you do. Yeah. Um, So what's your number one go-to when you just need that family touchstone, that recipe that is so important in your your whole family? What is it? I would probably say that it's either lemon spaghetti. Okay. Or, which is sort of like a a lemon Alfredo, or it's a baked rigatoni with bechamel. Bechamel is like a cream sauce, you know? So they're both pretty creamy and cheesy. One's baked, one's not. Walk me through one of them really quick. Okay, so if you know what lemon spaghetti is, basically it's, well, we used to make fresh pasta a lot, obviously. Right. So it's lemon juice, lemon zest, a little bit of heavy cream, if you can have it. So it's definitely not part of this book. And Parmesan cheese and basil and garlic. And I put all of those ingredients together and I just lightly, lightly, lightly heat them. And then I cook the pasta. I toss the pasta into the skillet that has the sauce. And I put Parmesan cheese on top of the pasta before, before I toss it. And then I start to toss it and use um, extra pasta water to sort of blend it and bring it together. Yeah, the starches from the pasta water, the secret to really every pasta. You were the first person that I learned that from watching Food Network many years ago. I'd never seen anybody use pasta water like that. Even when I watched Italian cooking, they never did it. Or if they did, they left it out. But you were the first Mm -hmm. person that taught me that. And I use it a lot. It's It's a wonderful tool for cooking any kind of pasta. Yeah, and it's right there for you. It's no, no added fat, and there's no added ingredient. You had to cook it anyway. Now, how old is Jade now? I mean, I, we have watched her literally grow up before our eyes, and I looked at her a minute ago, and she was like, I don't know, three feet tall. Now she looks almost as tall as you. She's getting close to me, and she will be turning 13 in March. <gasps> so she is... You are going to have a teenager. Yep. Which is a quite interesting time in general. And then you throw the pandemic in the mix and it's, uh, you know, girls at that age, they really rely on their friendships. It's true. And being around their friends, they get so much energy and, and just curiosity and everything. They grow so much and learn so much about relationships through their friends and the inability to be able to go to school because we don't go to school here. Right. And thank goodness I could be home to kind of help her through it because it's not been 100%. easy. 100%. 
So when you and Jade have a, a girls' night in, what is your go-to thing that y'all like to make together? Well, Jade really likes to make pizza together. So a lot of times during the pandemic, since I couldn't really get pizza dough, I, I just didn't try to, and I had the time, I made my own pizza dough. So we'd make the pizza dough, and then we each make our own pizza, and we just get a bunch of toppings. And Jade likes to explore and sort of try lots of different things. So sometimes it's chocolate pizza, and then sometimes it's sausage and mushrooms, and sometimes it's just straight pepperoni and cheese. And then we'd pop a big bowl of popcorn with chocolate chips in it half milk, half dark, and because I like dark and she likes milk, and then we watch a movie, and that's basically our night together. Chata, do you put the chocolate chips in while you're popping, or no, you put no, it no. in after? No, 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 after. After. Mm -hmm. after. Okay. Yep. I, I've never put chocolate chips. I've drizzled some chocolate on popcorn, but never... Nope. Put chocolate chips in it. It's a surprise every time. You don't know what you're going to put in your mouth. It's pretty awesome. Oh, it sounds amazing. I just can't believe how big she is. I mean, where did that time go? I know you must be like, what happened? Oh, yes. Well, the good news is, though, that y'all get to do a lot of the... She comes with you a lot of the time. She's come with me since she was a baby, which is probably why she's such a great little traveler. And she's become a little partner in crime when it comes to that. She loves to be on a plane and she loves to explore and she's super curious, which is really, really fun for me. Me too. Yeah. You have your entertaining show. Of course, I'm Marty with Party. Everybody knows that. And so I wanted to ask you, have you got any thoughts on when we can start getting back together, how we should do it or what we should do or give us any of your tips? Well, you know, Ina Garten told me she got a heater and put it outside and she has dinner parties for two people with her and Jeffrey outside under the yeah, heater. Yeah. Well, luckily, I live in California. It's a little bit warmer. Then yes. Ina in the Hamptons gets a little cold and chilly in the winter. Yeah. But um, we do everything outside as well. I have these tables that I can basically keep us separated. So, you know, my household, which would be two or three of us, and then my mom, and because my mom came back from Italy and is here now, and my sister, we sort of separated out. And sometimes it's one long table, and other times my mom's been more comfortable if I do a bunch of rounds. So we're all near each other, but we're not on top of each other. And right. I have little bags that a friend of mine makes that are, she calls happy bags, and I hand them out with little, little shawls and little mittens and warmers for your hands and all that kind of stuff. So everybody's oh, nice. pretty comfortable. But I think outside, luckily in California, we can do that year round and it's not too complicated. So for those of us with our bucket list, our Italy bucket list, where should we go first? If we've never been, where should we go first? If you've never been Rome, you must go to Rome first. Rome has history that is insane and that I think you should see uh, the Colosseum, all the, the unbelievable, impressive history and culture is in Rome. It's the center of Italy. And then secondly, I mean, I know most people will say Florence, but to me, Naples and the Amalfi Coast, there is nothing like it in the world. So really quick, back to the book for a second, Eat Better, Feel Better. What is the number one thing we absolutely, if we had to pick one thing that could make a big difference on our diet, what's the one thing we should leave out? Okay, well, this is all saying that you don't have any kind of chronic illness, first of all. Right, okay? right, right. I would say take out sugar. Yeah. In as many different forms as you can. It's a giant cause of inflammation in people's bodies. And it comes, unfortunately, in many, many, many different forms that you don't even realize. So true. Secondly, I would say, if you can, stop eating packaged foods as much as possible. True, true. We all need to do that. You know, even if it's chips, make them yourself. Yeah, they're not that hard. You can make chips. You can do all that stuff. 
and start with one meal or one day at a time. Right. You know, if you have them three times a day or two times a day with meals, start with like one meal not having it and then go to right. two and then maybe go to a whole day. And then, but slowly, things should be done slowly. One thing that I'm going to do after reading the book is the orange vegetables. Like, I love carrots. And sometimes I'll, I'll have like and butter butternut squash, squash, sweet potatoes. Yeah. I didn't know the orange veg was so good for you. Yeah. Orange vegetables are phenomenal. It's funny because I was talking to somebody else. They said the same thing. They're like, "Those the orange vegetables, who knew? I'm like, well, it's the color of the rainbow as much as possible. Well, I love your cheat sheet in the book, Leafy Greens, two times a day. I, I'm going to try to stick to this because I'm guilty, just like everybody else, even though I'm cooking more at home now that I am home more. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think any of it's that hard to do. And probably you know most of it, Marty. Everybody yes. probably knows most of it. It's just a reminder. That's all. Yeah, and it's wonderful to see it all in one kind of written in one place. And like I said earlier, it's great to know that even people that you see on television struggle with the same things that the rest of us struggle with, you know? We all struggle with the same things. We're all built the same in that sense. So nobody gets away with it, especially as they get older. Well, I am very excited for the new book. I am so tickled that you had time to come on and share a little bit about it and your life with us. Jada, you have been a joy to talk to, and Aww. I really appreciate you spending time with our All Recipes family here on Homemade. Thanks for having me, Marty. It's lovely to talk to you again. Giada's new book is titled, Eat Better, Feel Better, My Recipes for Wellness and Healing Inside and Out, which you can find at her website, giadzy.com, G-I-A-D-Z-Y.com, or wherever you buy books. You can also catch her with Bobby Flay on their new series, Bobby and Giada in Italy, now streaming on Discovery+. Plus. Coming up on the next episode of Homemade, I'll be joined by my good friend and former co-host of The Chew, Iron Chef Michael Simon. If you think of kielbasa, kielbasa is a smoked sausage. And there's a lot of smoking that goes on in those Eastern European cultures. And, you know, those are always served with mustards. So it made a lot of sense to me to feature the house fermented sauerkrauts. And I think they play really well with barbecue, especially if you're doing barbecue in Cleveland. I mean, I love Texas barbecue and I love all those different styles of barbecue, but I wanted to do a barbecue that really represented how I grew up. Please subscribe to the podcast right now so you don't miss it. And we'd love your feedback. If you could, rate this podcast and leave us a review. I'd really appreciate it. And don't forget, you can find thousands of recipes, meal ideas, and cooking how-tos from the world's largest community of cooks at allrecipes.com. This podcast was recorded in Birmingham, edited in Atlanta, and can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Homemade is produced by All Recipes with digital content director Jason Burnett. Thanks to our Pod People production team, Rachel King, Matt Sapp, Danielle Roth, Jim Hankey, Maya Croft, and Erica Wong. I'm Marty Duncan, and this is Homemade.